So there we go. All right. Thank you so much for joining me for the Natural Wisdom Podcast. I'm Christine Backus, and today I am super excited to have Charlotte Kanye with me, and we're going to be talking about our birth story. Um, and if you listen to the podcast about three or four episodes ago, you probably remember me talking about my own experience working with Charlotte. So you might have some idea of what's coming, but I just first want to say Hi, Charlotte, and thank you so much for being here before I introduce you. Hi, and it's a real pleasure. I'm really excited because we've had such a lovely chat beforehand that I'm really happy to be here. And we have a lot. Yeah, we talked long enough before that I know that we have lots of uh, things to talk about in the podcast, too. But let me just say a couple words about Charlotte. So Charlotte has, uh, she does work with healing the birth story and she does this for mothers as well as the rest of us. Um, so both having children and then of course being born and the ideas that many of us had, well, of course we, that's all mostly pre-conscious, we don't remember it, but many of us in the Western world especially had births that left sort of traumatic patterns with us. And I'll let you say more about that. But I also want to point out that um, Charlotte is a master practitioner in the compassion key modality, which we've talked about a few times in the podcast, which it's essentially a process of, of self-directed compassion that's super powerful for unlocking stories and survival strategies. And she's also a master practitioner in non-personal awareness, which I have experienced and love. Um, and you can tell us a little bit more about those. Uh, let's see, your website is Birth Essence. And of course, we'll be putting links to this in the podcast notes. But Charlotte, can you amplify a little bit on that introduction and tell us more about um, who, who you are, what you do? And then I'll talk a little bit again after that about like why I'm so excited to have you here too. Yeah, so, wow. Um, <laughs> you know, I would never have thought that I would be doing this and looking at birth. Like you said, it's like pre-conscious, you know, I just went about my life and it was only really, um, it was. I guess it was after having my children that I really began to specialise, but it was actually came upon me completely by accident before I had children that I started to accidentally on purpose I guess from some some other greater picture explore my own birth experience which is not something I'd ever thought about so I was um, learning the journey method by Brandon Bays and that involves accessing cellular memories so of course I was thinking about cellular memories that I could remember not ones that I couldn't but um and that had nothing to do with anything that I could I hadn't had children at that point, so the whole story about birth was not something I'd thought about. I was relatively um, young, I was in my 20s, and then, or I was tw late 20s, 30s, and I just spontaneously accessed the memory of my own birth. So by the time I did come to have children, I'd experienced, re-experienced birth as a baby and started to think about this and I was the one thing I really got out of that experience was I don't want my children to be born like that I don't want them to go through that level of pain and trauma that then gets hidden and crossed out you know, wiped over 
And then later on in life, I'm either acting from it subconsciously, unconsciously, or having to undo it. And I think there's a lot of us, like you might say, walking wounded in that way because um, of the way we have medicalized birth in the West, which is why I love the title of your, your you know, your podcast with a natural wisdom, which is where it speaks to me so much with the, so that the way I'm seeing it is that birth is essentially a physiological function that we have a natural wisdom, if you like, to be able to do, but we've lost connection with that in the community and in ourselves, in our own bodies and the way we approach that. And that's what I would really love the the world to to regain that connection with and regain that back. And that's really what my work's about. So as you said, I work with women who do remember giving birth and have trauma from that, that they then are challenged with, you know, have carrying that whilst becoming a new mother or a new parent. And then for anybody, and in particular people who are helping other people or have a are getting stuck with their mission whatever that is to unpick the very like origins of the coming into the world and what happened there that's informing how they are now wow that's that is so cool um and you know when i was when we talked initially about having you on the podcast and in fact when i did my session with you it was such an eye-opener um, it seems super obvious to me. Hang on, I'm going to change my view so the camera's not bouncing back and forth. Um, it seemed super obvious after the session I had with you that how you enter this world in physical form as a baby has so much to do with how you enter connection with the earth, right? Mm -hmm. And with nature. And of course, um, your mother at that point is the, the stand-in for the earth itself. And so again, that how the connection is severed or not severed or nourished um, with mom has a lot to do with how you feel about being a human physical being on the earth, right? That's what I got out of my session with you. So maybe you could talk a little bit about that and that experience from your end with all the people you've worked with and just your like what you've thought about with that over the years yeah so I think that's completely right when we are coming in whatever somebody's belief system is there's the very practical point of view of this small joining of, of biological matter from two people you're creating this new body and that's growing. And as you do, you, you're creating a whole consciousness. When you're born, you're not a blank slate. Like many mothers will see that different children from just being born already have a different personality. Um, and so you've got this whole consciousness coming in. And I think the science says, and probably up to age seven, but certainly in those very early year or two and through the womb, everything that's happening is being imprinted to you is this is how the world is. This is how it works. This is this is what things are like. And you're in an, an energetic environment inside your mother's womb, growing a physical body where everything's getting programmed in. I know there's a lot of advances nowadays in epigenetic science and the different things to see how that works scientifically, but it, without even getting complicated in the science, it's like you're growing something in that environment where everything's impacting each other, growing that body and then being born, which is the first major transition if, 
after the one that's got you into the womb is this big transition into a world that's completely different. So in that first year from conception through, there's so much change from being some kind of spirit soul vast spaciousness to being in a really tiny container that grows and then into a completely different environment and one of the very common things like you mentioned is how it's two aspects how it is when you come into that environment how the connection is nurtured are you wanted or not all those and how you're looked after and nourished and then um, how that connection continues once you're outside the womb is there any separation or is it abrupt or is it nurtured in a very gentle way and one of the things that I talk about is that I feel I call it the evolutionary code if you like <laughs> I don't know if it's a proper term yet but I've started calling it that and it's like the baby has a evolutionary expectation mm. of what it expects to happen that's hardwired programs we don't even understand in we we can quite see with animals for example when we look at nature programs how they do so much instinctive behavior some of it may be learned but it's like they imprint on their parents they suckle they grow and because we're so helpless when we are born i think we forget that we are doing the same thing we are like you said nature as well we we are also imprinting and learning and if you break that code in some way, then you're causing ripples and confusion and challenges that that can impact how you behave much later down the line in things that are different. So what I mean is by breaking the evolutionary code, what I mean is if particularly when the baby's born, you separate the baby from the mother for any period of time. As an animal in the wild, your baby would die because we're so helpless. It's not like, you know, some animals, they're born and off they run. <laughs> like we are born and need that nurturing like many primates we have that period of time of very close bonding and nurturing and um in our western society we're very there's a lot of separation and breaking of even smaller things than a massive separation that that we i don't think we really fully appreciate generally as a whole society the impact of that the strength of the impact of that and what we're doing when we've interfered because we've lost the trust in I keep wanting to say the title of your podcast the natural wisdom we've lost that knowledge if you like and trust in the process as just part of being human as like an animal process yeah it's to me um this is probably a little bit of a uh a ranty sort of tangent, but to me, it just seems like there's such an arrogance about being able to improve on nature, right? That And we've lost so touch with it. But, you know, I'm interested, it feels a little bit like a self-perpetuating problem, right? So a, a large proportion of people are born and they get that separation from the wisdom, the natural wisdom and then because they're separated and they don't even know it, right? Then they go on and they perpetuate that um, throughout our culture, throughout you know more birth processes. And, and especially in the medicine, the world of medicine, we see it that there's so little honor, but even understanding of the wisdom and the incredible intelligence of the body to heal itself. So, um, and there's a question in here somewhere when I get to it. <laughs> so um, I can think of ways that people would be um, 
like things that might show up in your work as patterns and certainly anything to do with the physical body, maybe eating disorders or health troubles um, and other things. But I'm wondering if you could just say, like, how would people maybe see in themselves some of the remnants and the patterns that were established through a less than truly honored, honoring nature birth? It's a very long-winded question, but there it was a question. <laughs> Yeah, so I see it in the sort of confidence about being here on Earth and the feeling of having a right to be here. But one of the clues um, is often when people have something that they're not happy with about how they are, and they say, it's just how I am. I've always been like this. Because birth is pre-conscious. So they, there's a kind of sense in that that it can't be changed because that's what happened to, and they don't know. And I was like, well, I'm just like this. I'm reactive in this place. All these things always happen to me. And then for people that have already done a lot of work on themselves, if that has been in the conscious memory, there comes a point when they're still doing the pattern or they're still struggling with something. And it's, well, I, I can't, it's just always been like that. There's something I hear, I'm all, that's how I am. I've always been like that. And that's where they're really holding an identity because it was formed in, in, in a way that it feels safer to keep, safer to, it's a survival thing. And so that's a clue. And people that have had a very honoring, nurtured birth, I feel feel more established in the earth somehow, more confident and more trusting. One of the, some of the big themes that I work with are feeling safe in the world and then feeling confident and trusting. Um, so I'm trying to bring it to things that people can understand now because it, it gets like, oh, my birth, I can't remember it. So for example, people struggle a lot with weight issues and eating, and then they go on different diets, but they'll also you know, change their relationship with their body. But when you go back and look in at what may have happened with the, the baby, some of the clients that I have that have say got compulsive eating or other issues with their body and their eating, you'll find that the, again, the evolutionary expectation of being fed on demand whenever they're hungry was interrupted. They may have been either left to cry. They may have been separated from the mother and fed on a schedule. And what happens is the baby may get hungry and so no they can't be hungry yet you've got to wait to this time and it was quite common for a while that the scheduled feeding thing and so when the baby does get to be fed they don't want to stop feeding in case it doesn't come back or they're really like voracious feeding so you can see immediately how there can be a pattern of binge and fast and binge and fast and and it's not in their natural rhythm again it breaks that the the baby knows when they're hungry when they're born they know it's an instinctive behavior to suckle and they do for comfort and for food and if you leave a baby who's just been born and you're kind of semi-reclined they will crawl up and find the nipple by themselves they don't need any help to do that they they literally have the power the strength to do that and it's a reflex and and they just you know they fumble around until they find they latch on and then they're off so that's one example where an like something that's here now that people struggle with a lot with their relationship with food, where 
that, that that can show up and another one is relationships where people are not trusting of someone not to leave them very or and that can be very unsettling and it can show up in such a myriad of ways it can show up in struggles to find a lifelong partner because the original human that you were most connected with your mother if they were separated in some way there was some break in the trust and it what I want to say, sometimes people could see immediately if a baby has a traumatic birth where they were, say, in danger and separated in ICU or, in, you know, the, the say they were preterm and there was a long separation. They go, oh, I can see why. But it doesn't have to be a long time for that to enter on some level. And then depending on what else happens as you go through the life, whether that's then reinforced and amplified in some way. And like you said, with it going and being perpetuated, I feel like we come in already as a soul, ready to experience on some level, you're a match for what you experience energetically. And as you, and we're all called, I feel a lot of people listening to maybe your podcast and people working with me are called to change that, to make a change that's going to ripple forwards because Sometimes the relationship one is watching your own children repeat that, repeat that lack of trust or struggle because they're scared that the other person will leave because that's what happened to them and what happened to you or on some level. And it can also show up an example from my my life was recently in business wanting to do paid events and wanting to create a paid event where I would then say hey come to me come to me I've got this cool thing for you um to help explore your birth as like some workshop or something and I just froze which again is a trauma response and I knew I couldn't do it and on exploration with the support of some of a group um I, I realized that what I was thinking and feeling was what if nobody comes which is, you know, I want to go, yeah, well, you know, maybe no one, but you've got to keep going, you know, even if there's one person in the room, all that advice. But as I opened into the truth of what if no one comes for me, I became a baby in an incubator again where nobody came. For a period of time, nobody came when I wanted them. It may have been an hour, half an hour. I've no long idea how long. I wasn't in the incubator that long. Um, and nobody came. And so that went so deep. And maybe there's past experiences of that that it accentuated but from this lifetime that got embedded into me when I really needed somebody nobody came and so then it came up again in a completely different um adult experience that I would never have linked with that you know I wouldn't have thought of that so I believe it can be if you have that wound which I believe so many of us do then it can show up in in ways in your present day life that you may not have thought of previously. Yeah, I have to say, I, you did a Facebook video about that very story, right? That yeah. was one of the first times that I connected with any of your public stuff. And I remember <laughs> as I watched that video, I think I was less than a minute into it and I was sobbing and I had no idea why, except that it felt true for me as well, because I'm always worried, oh, nobody's going to show up, you know, for my, whether it's the podcast or my classes or whatever. Um, and it's still, I don't, yeah, I can still hear it playing a little bit. But one of the things that's um, occurring to me, and I think it occurred to me um, about that when we work together, is that it feels like 
our birth experience is like a hologram of our life, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. So, um, and again, it's not like, it's not something you can't heal. You can't work with, you know, anytime you can make something conscious, you can work through it, but it feels like that experience that we have as coming into human form, um, is it, it's a hologram of our entire life. And so our entire life is like reflected and mirrored by that experience until, and unless we really, you know, make it conscious. And I don't know, what do you think of that? Yeah, I think I think life is like that. I think it's probably like that all the time. And that birth and, and using the word birth, meaning the coming into the womb and the experience in the womb followed by birth, that's the very first formative time is is you're mostly in an altered state during the birth, but also I believe a lot of the womb, you're not in your same state. Like I said, your brain is still forming. And so, so much of it's, growing like like a seed when it first sends the shoots up the seed has all the information in there to become a flower but it's not a flower it's not going to become any different flower than what the seed says but its environment tells you what it looks like as it grows whether it's blown around a lot whether it's got rich soil and in the womb we're coming in with that ready in us we come in um, I, I see it as like as a point in our a much longer journey of the soul, say. And so it's it's we're talking about it in order to understand it and to see how we can in, intervene at this point. It's a really powerful and potent point to intervene at that people may not think of because it's not a conscious memory. And it's not better or worse than any other point where you may have had something happen and you go in and change how you respond. And when we do it from this point, when it's right at the beginning of this life and we're so fresh, you know, and you look at a baby and they're so fresh, you can kind of feel that. You can feel the size of them, even though they're tiny. I feel like you look into them and they're just this magical beings that melt your heart. Like, um, and they, they're so special. They're still connected to that bigger energy in in some way the soul energy and they've come in with so much even if it's not all set in stone they've come up with so much of that's like in their energetic field their energetic signature and it's difficult to separate it to really in the reality of how it is but i like that holographic of the whole life because what happens there in the womb then keeps happening until your energetic being is different is your relationship the world is different is changed which it can um, it is like a journey of the soul, if you like, or a journey of your being. I'm certainly less um, less reactive, less jealous, less thinking that someone will leave and have a husband who won't leave. You know, like, no, I mean, like he said, like, I trust, I, I feel confident in him in that way. Um, and I can see that as I've had previous partners I can see how I was different in those before I learned anything about how to change um like reactions because we're reacting from the subconscious we're reacting from what was programmed in before not and that happens way before we can stop and intervene and go which is why so much of the advice I think is like stop count to 10 <laughs> you let the rest of you catch up 
and go, okay, well, I just had that reaction, right? I can count to 10, you know, or, you know, take a pause, change your environment now, because you're allowing yourself to respond from a different place than the automatic reaction. Right. If we can go back and undo some of the programming, change it, you don't have that reaction in the first place. Yeah. Um, and that's what I call karma, right? I mean, I've been, I've just done a whole series of um, episodes on karma. We think of karma as the sort of, well, it is, it's a cause and effect, but the, the, if you go read the text, the original text about it, it's essentially one definition is the result of what you hold in your heart. And so it's the, it's the result of the survival strategies and the beliefs that you don't even know you have, but that drive you. And then that's, in fact, I think that's one of the powers of the compassion key and why it unlocks the karma is it that it, 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 it's sort of witnessing, right? It's witnessing that survival story, which is what you do with the birth process, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the other um, sort of topics, maybe it's, and it's not really a, a big shift is that I know you probably see it a lot. I certainly see it a lot in the spiritual world and the healer world is this, like, it's almost like a separation from the body, right? And I would call it, uh, in fact, I had a yoga, a very wise yoga teacher who talked about people being brains on sticks because we're so cut off from our physical existence, right? And I, I wonder, um, and the ways it shows up are things that you've talked about, the eating disorders. Um, I see it a lot in health issues and particularly in digestive disorders, right? If you're not really fully occupying your body, then your body can't sort out what's me and what's not me. And so that shows up a lot in digestion. But I wonder if you can talk about just I guess what I'm I'm sensing is that this is like our initial wounding around embodiment as as mm. being at, in physical form, being as physical beings, and it's why there's so many people sort of searching out somewhere else for answers instead of coming back here. Yeah, yeah. I I laughed when you first said it because the image of head on a stick. I've literally had that image on some of the work I've done where I'm looking at what's happening and and the image is like it's all in the, it's like there's no body or there's yeah. literally nobody there and one of the themes that I've worked with a lot is the lack of value in myself of like I don't matter okay and you can take that quite literally as well of not not mattering physically not mattering emotionally not mattering in so many ways and that again comes from you being ignored or separation at birth, different things. When I say comes from it, it's I can see how that happened there. Mm -hmm. And it was excruciatingly painful at that time. And then, then it's still this is the default position as I as I interact with the world later on. And it's so subtle because it's just how I was. So I didn't see it, I couldn't see it that I was acting with everything I did as if I didn't matter. I began to see it a lot more once I had other people dependent on me because there was less time for me. So I was giving to them because they mattered and I wanted to make sure they didn't feel like I did. And so at some point though, there's, <laughs> you've given everything to these other children, to my husband, to all the people and there's, 
work to do and there's just nothing left because I hadn't put myself into that picture I hadn't even thought about doing that and I hadn't realized what I was doing and I think it's so common that we see such a pattern linked to the sort of archetypal self-sacrificial mother where we see a lot of burnt out mothers in particular and parents in general and so back to your actual question about the embodiment um I the head on a stick thing is really like you said if it doesn't feel safe in the body when you first come in that's one place you can retreat to one place you can control there's often there's you know like generally any kind of trauma we we get time to want to fight flight freeze all of them at once possibly <laughs> but all of them in turn maybe down through that and you see that and one of the ways is like gosh I wish I could go back where I just come from you know like I don't want to be in this constrained physical form um I don't want to feel like this it can be quite overwhelming I think to come in when it's so noisy and um like you said with the patterns perpetuating if you're coming in and you're in a society in the west we don't have rituals we don't have clearing as a general population for these kind of things so coming into the womb environment when your mother is carrying whole load of stuff herself and maybe storing it there so you come into this environment and like you said what's mine what's theirs when you're a dyad this is one of the things I'm really interested in when you're together in one body like that and then and so how what survival strategy do you choose kind of thing and that's a very common it's also it's, it's very common to retreat then to something you can control or try to like let's get outside the body and find that and I think the spiritual world and I think that one of the draws in the west to other traditions that have a more complete connection with spirit world and with the natural wisdom of the earth itself is that we feel the lack and the void of that inside us very very deeply and that goes historically back to when we were originally cut off and we're so thoroughly cut off from it we don't even know we're cut off from it and need it so we don't seek it out or prioritize it and then there's a it's growing we talk about the climate about the environment about the need to be rewild ourselves there's a growing awareness of it but it's so deep and so primal and so necessary I think for us to reconnect that and it's really calling out from us so that deep calling and desire we see it in other cultures that have a more complete connection maybe they have rituals we see in an interest in sort of indigenous cultures across the world and yet we had that we we are human too we had that we can still find that whether we need to look there as well but looking in we can find that we can we can re connect to that powerful energy it's still here yeah yeah that's beautiful thank you for saying that um I wonder um I have so many notes but I wonder if you might talk a little bit about uh what we talked before we 
we got on about your workbook and I kind of want to talk, give people a sense of how they might work with you. So, I mean, one way obviously is booking an appointment and doing an individual session um, using, you know, your, your various modalities for addressing our own birth trauma. If we suspect there might be some, or maybe we know some of the stories around our birth. So that's one way, but you talked about a workbook that you've put together that kind of give people a starting point to start doing some um, exploration on their own. Can you just talk about what's in that and how they can find it? And then maybe we could do, I don't know, something experiential as well. Hopefully yeah. something that won't make me break down in sobs because <laughs> it's a terrible... <laughs> I, re I remember your session being particularly um, intense <laughs> that way. <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll start with the workbook. <laughs> that should be safe. <laughs> um, yeah, so the workbook is like if you're curious and you, or you, you know, if, if what we're speaking about speaks to you, and that may be because you're experiencing some of the patterns um, that I've spoken about, such as relationship challenges or challenges with your mother, challenges with you becoming a parent yourself but often people come to me initially because they have given birth and it was traumatic and didn't go to plan or because they've given birth and it was traumatic and their child is suffering in some way so they want to alleviate that and then it will part of that will be their own birth which may not be what they originally think of so having listened to this they're like, oh and usually people find there's a knowledge in there that oh I might need this so the workbook then goes through what's going on in your current life as the first section because it's always going to be you know it might be interesting to explore your own birth but it has to be relevant to what you really want to do now it has to be because that's what we're here now living our life like wanting to do something great so what what's niggling about that that you even need the workbook right? like so you look at that and then we start kind of factually in the birth just looking getting it down what what happened as much as you know and then just in a few different sections looking at different angles of like say emotionally some of it you may know some of it you you may be able to check for example if you still have a parents that are alive or relatives that know anything and other people don't actually know anything at all and can't check so in this case it's there's guidance to intuitively just see what comes up as you're going through the questions. So it kind of takes you from what you want in a in a present day life through to the what actually happened, like in a sort of data kind of way. Maybe the headway, you know, like I was born early or late or was the first child, the so on. And then through to, you know, how your mother's experience was, what other factors like that. Um, and then bringing it round to how that informs the what you want to do today so you start to see patterns that of what may be connected or links or things that may be awakened for you and then it finishes with a, a guided visualization which is kind of a bonus part where you connect with that baby you that you've been journaling about or answering questions about and just check in with them how they are and just really hold them and offer that love to them and it's a really nice gentle way in because so many of us were not held immediately at birth with the way the 
in in the western world with the way things happen so commonly so it's a, like a need that wasn't met for many of us and even if it wasn't straight at birth it, it's that being held you know is just so powerful so i i offered that as a at the end of the workbook as a way to bring it through and that's like the initial point for working with me wow yeah just the idea of that sounds pretty cool and pretty powerful mm -hmm. Do you want to, um, just looking at the time, we have, I think we're good on time if we wanted to spend a few more minutes doing something experiential, or if there's another topic that you particularly want to talk about, another pattern that you see, have seen quite a bit of. But if we wanted to, either way, we could do something experiential or, or uh, if there's something else that's kind of coming up for you in your mind about this. I haven't got anything coming up particularly I mean unless I'm responding to your questions so I haven't I know we've spoken about such good stuff already yeah. Yeah. um yeah I know we haven't spoken much about the birth trauma of giving birth and how that stages but it's just such a powerful thing being born into the world giving birth to your child and what I always remind people is like, you were that baby. So when people give birth and then they are holding their baby and they're worried about the birth of their baby and then they were the baby too, like originally. And then that baby was mothered by a mother who was also the baby once, you know, like it goes back and you were um, an egg in your, in, in your mother's womb, in your grandmother like when your mother formed and your grandmother so physically you had a lot of experience generationally before you even come in you know I, I don't know exactly how it works maybe that's just physical with no kind of soul of your own in there at that point but there's a physicality there's something encoded into the physical matter of of that egg before it is then inhabited by you as the soul if you like and um, I think it's very fascinating, but ultimately, and what I always do in the work is like, what do you want now? And and then see how an unraveling of that supports, supports what we all wanna do here, what we want to be living and experiencing. And it feels like there's a very large number of people in it that wish to like rewild, reconnect to nature, re have that honouring and respect for life and nature, which I think we've lost in the way we approach birth in particular when it's so much about safety mm -hmm. without questioning what you're believing in the first place that you think it's unsafe. Yeah. Um, and that's quite a, you know, you can get quite a defensive reaction when you say that sometimes in some circles, because it's so ingrained in us that this is the risky thing and we need all the protection. We should be in the hospital. Um, yeah, it makes me think about, I, I, you know, not having given birth, I don't talk about it much because it's not my experience. I don't have any expertise in it, but I follow people like you and then also, um, Yolanda Norris Clark, who does practices, I don't remember what her business is called, but she does what she calls, I think, free birth. And um, it, it's this, 
again, it kind of comes back to this wisdom of the body and wisdom of nature. And a lot of our stories and trauma go back to biblical times and biblical stories, right? The, the, the assumption that Eve was punished for the whole situation with Adam and the apple, right? Mm-hmm. And the way that one of the ways that she's punished is that she was told the birth was going to be painful. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's been programmed into us for several thousand years, but that's not necessarily um, fundamental experience in nature. Right. And so, yeah, interesting to me about those things being overlaid. I think it's really interesting because I think that it's also likely that that story has been twisted itself as it's programmed. And it's quite likely that that wasn't like if you go back to say the birth of Jesus, it's very, very likely that he was um, that, that, that it was his birth was much more connected to the natural wisdom than we would would do it approach it today and right back to the story of adam and eve like it's quite likely been manipulated or twisted but the the essence of it yeah it's really buried in there for christian people and there's examples in other religions and so i can give an example of of how that worked for me and showed up for me when i was actually when i was doing the compassion key practitioner program there was a point in time where I just felt off and I felt all over the place in my own life and one of the things that can show up is overwhelm because it can be quite overwhelming in the world or panic and fear and I was having some kind of panic fear thing go on and when I started doing the compassion key what came up initially was me being born and separated from my mother So there was an absolute terror as if I wanted to be with her and I was being pulled away by the birth process itself, perhaps, and by, so, you know, just by being born. And then I got a split image of like a, you might call it a past life thing where we were running away from a natural disaster. And it was like, there's so many people running, but you're in this energy tunnel, if you like, that you can't get out of, where you're all going in this direction. And then I was pulled away and separated from my mother, I think, family member in that and couldn't find her with all these people. And the energy of that being pulled away in a big energy channel exactly mimicked the energy of being born where it's pushing you forwards, pushing you out. And then I was separated. So because I already had some trauma in my DNA of some kind from somewhere, um, when I then experienced something similar, it was activated that I then experienced being born as more traumatic than I than you know as traumatic when maybe that was just how the experience is of a rush of energy moving you forwards and a natural separation as you grow in your in your awareness and it's exactly the same as the example I gave um, of the business thing where a current day situation had the same energetic signature or feel to me as a previous one that was traumatic. So it activated the response in me that I'd had before. Like, oh, I don't want to go there again. I don't want to feel like that again. So this, it's it's like hidden deep inside. And so then I was like, wow, it was really, you know, that hadn't happened to me before. And, and so... I was like, on the one hand, I was this energy of giving birth and was terrified. Then there was this older thing of this 
terror of separation and the fear of what that might mean, which essentially is like a survival fear again. And I was able to heal both of those. So then when I re-experienced what that would be like, I had more confidence that even if, you know, in, when you're born, there's, you, you are now a separate being outside your mother. So there's going to be moments when you're not with them. And as you imagine when you're a teenager, you don't want your parents there anymore. And so it's a natural progression, right? Like a natural progression through life. So that natural progression at birth was no longer terrifying in the same way. That's such a great story that, yeah, that's a great story. I can think of lots of like, yeah, I, I can even see in myself, you know, ways of like holding back and not wanting to go fast or not wanting to go forward in a way. And that could come from some imprint like that. So that's beautiful. Great story. Thank you. Well, I think, um, I think rather than try to do something experiential on the call, partly because I'm always aware that when people listen to this podcast, some of them are driving. Not everybody's not in a place where they can close their eyes and go in there, but I, I'm going to highly recommend that people check out your workbook mm -hmm. and, um, and go, and you have videos on Facebook and Instagram, right? Yeah. And then on your website as well. Um, I have I have some videos on my website. The website's in um, great need of updating. Well, <laughs> Shall we put it that way? <laughs> I think that's a permanent state for websites. <laughs> yeah, I have some fabulous content on the on the website for mothers who are planning to give birth. That if they dig around in there. Um, and from people all over the world sharing different stories of either their own birth or different tips for giving birth. And then I have some that's more general for people um, just wanting to explore their birth and stories from my own birth experiences of my children and things that I've healed in myself. There probably will be some more videos going forward, maybe even when the podcast comes out, as I, I now have all my children in school. I have three. And the youngest has just gone to school. So I have a little window of space opening up to create some more cool stuff for people. <laughs> and uh, so it's a really good time, actually, for people, if they're moved by anything they hear on videos or in this podcast, to just reach out and say, hey, I need this or I moved in this way. This is how your story touched me because I'm, I'm actively going to be creating and wanting to support people with more time than before. So it's a really great time to to be having this conversation yeah and I can I just also have to say that um if anybody listening to this is curious or can see some of these patterns I can't recommend a session with you more mm. I mean it was just such a powerful thing and it's I'm still unpacking kind of what I learned from that just one hour together and of course the compassion key work I find so powerful anyway um yeah. and people would they book directly through your website or through the compassion key site or does it matter um if they've heard of me through your podcast they can book through my website okay. the i have my own platform and they can book directly with me okay. people that book through the compassion key are people who have heard of the compassion key first and are in you know edward's courses or right. edward being the founder of compassion key um but if you've heard through through this podcast through the main thing go directly to my website 
birthessence.co.uk and have a look around or ask me any questions through there or the Instagram or you know anywhere that you happen to find me on or <laughs> or use as a platform so they can go down they can book directly there or get in contact with me for a chat cool probably really start with the workbook is a really lovely place to start and I'll be building some things out from there of um you know support to go through that workbook or to take the first steps um so it is a great time to you know if you speaks to you and you go through the workbook because I'm going to be creating stuff so um, I'm excited that you're doing that yeah. the world needs you to be doing this and more of it I think it's amazing and uh, I really really appreciate you spending the time today too because it just is so I don't know. As soon as I really started to understand your work and then experienced it, I could just, well, in fact, during that session, I could see my whole sort of pattern of life unfold and why it's so important to me to, to have this natural wisdom podcast and to help people really reconnect with themselves as nature because of that experience and how painful it is to be feeling separate. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's so needed it's so needed and I think it's so painful like in the example I gave of what's gone before what we've kind of got buried in our DNA is all the ways we've been separated or persecuted or tortured around that separation from nature around the separation women have the layer of being separated in a in a particular way from what you might call women's wisdom when it comes around to birth and things that only women do and then there's that all those layers that come through that is such a need and, and for the men too because that impacts them as well it's not just like we have some that it's only impacting the women it's doing everyone a disservice to be disconnected in that way and there's so much more that we can access and be and we we want we can feel that I feel like we're already we it's you can't not be doing what you're here to do it's just being able to garner that energy and that get it going and the momentum and you know really get that support for each other as and ourselves as we as we do that and that connective piece like it, I think there was a lot of misunderstanding with Darwin in the west as well with the survival of the fittest because he wrote like bucket loads of like you probably can't see my hands but like theses upon theses upon theses in great detail about what he observed and it got summarized down to survival of the fittest which is not what he was actually saying it was part of it he had maybe some misunderstandings as well because he was coming from a background where you know in the colonial era and the colonial ship that he was on where here's an example that we go in and take over some other system without really understanding it and annihilate what was there before and say we're better so he was kind of doing something and viewing the world through the eyes of that without realizing whilst he was meticulously you know observing and observing and observing at the same time and then it's got reduced to that whereas actually there's so much science coming out and I'm saying that is not how it works it's all about cooperation and we have evolved in an environment of cooperation and connection which is what your podcast talks about as well and so that separation there's a natural separation that happens from spirit into the body from the body into a separate body from the womb say to a separate body and then there's the trauma that's 
embedded within it and twisted within it and how it then is perpetuated and happens as we continue particularly in this medicalized path of birth that that doesn't respect the this the the expectation evolutionary that we have and it doesn't also respect just in even in a ritual way or way of what like a dignity way or any so many different levels of way that is not a good practice that is can be changed as part of this reconnection with nature reconnection with ourselves and and being human and being alive yeah and i'm glad you brought the whole colonialism thing in because that is a lot of the root right of what we're dealing with this high this i it, it's the dominion it's the idea of dominion over instead of cooperation yeah, yeah. And yeah that, which is yeah. what is happening in the medicalization of birth is a lot of can we control this uncontrollable yeah. process can we manage it micromanage it make it from a good intention in many places if we want everyone to be safe and alive but the parameters of what you're looking at around being safe and alive are not including the experience and the yeah. and not the coming from the awareness of of it being a physiological process you change your default thought around it from the very beginning and and being able to go through that process when we don't trust the wildness of nature when we don't trust the world we don't feel comfortable or safe in it how can we give birth from that and allow the body to open in this because it's not safe so the body will naturally close yeah so it's it's a big topic but it's an exciting one too I think it's tantamount to the power of our bodies and the power of us as human beings that we do so good a job of giving birth still despite the boulders and obstacles and <laughs> the mistakes we're currently in the west in particular making you know in America England Australia and those countries that I'm most familiar with and, and other countries in Europe that it's amazing that we've managed to get so far and still be as as amazing as we are like <laughs> and i feel that as we the medicalization has grown in as it kind of grips on there's also the growth on the other side of no we we will not be treated this way anymore we wish we want it to be different so i feel hopeful about that yeah yeah i'm yeah i've seen that and i'm very grateful yeah. And the thing I would say for mothers that um or people that are planning to give birth is that there's so much disappointment that's then minimized mm. if it doesn't go to plan. And that one of the things about the kind of work that I do and there are others doing it, like is is that it can mean that even when you've got this system that isn't perfect and is completely utterly the opposite of that and is really not constructed with the evolutionary expectations of a baby in mind at all or following any of the physiology um, on a standard sort of hospital system even with that if you have trust in your own body and you're reconnected to that and your body's working you're much more likely to be able to to give birth in the way you want even with those obstacles in place and it can just really support you just to know what you want and who you are and have that inner strength to to start asking what you need because so much of this 
so many of the people I work with with that birth trauma feel like they don't really matter so there's no point anyway mm. you know on a really deep level so how can I even speak up for something for me and so they do because it's so important when you're giving birth to your children that you start to do something different from what you would have otherwise done in making waves and really think I want to do it this way and there's an energetic hesitancy or pattern there that can make it so challenging to to stand up and really say this is how I wish for it when all the dominant talk around is of safety and risk and management and control and it's like changing that paradigm and like you said in the work we did with that reconnecting with something so powerful so big in that holding of the earth and and just because it's not that it's not in us already that's why people are asking for things they want because it's there they're in it and it's just easing that way towards what we want to create yeah yeah okay that feels like a wonderful place to finish up and i just uh this is it feels like we could have a lot more conversations out of this which is often how i feel after a really wonderful <laughs> podcast episode so um maybe we'll do that again at some point and I, maybe yeah. after you get some of your programs up that would be a good time too yeah yeah that would be lovely <laughs> thank you so much charlotte thank you for the time and thanks for sharing so much wisdom and um yeah i just so appreciate you being here today yeah um, thank you for inviting me i really appreciate that as well i really enjoyed our session enjoyed this chat and it's just fabulous the work that you're doing to reconnect people in that way is much needed thank you yeah we can have our mutual fan club for each other's work <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah. um, Thank you all for listening and uh, all of Charlotte's contact information will be in the episode description and um, reach out. I urge you to reach out.